the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Thursday, and Thursday means it's Ken Yang Day. Yeah. Ken is always here on Thursday. Yes. I give you credit, man. You get your rear end out of bed and get it over here and join me every Thursday. I'll be honest. Sometimes I don't want to get over here. (laughs) (laughs) That alarm goes off. I'm like, really? Yeah. What did I promise, Dave? What what did I get myself into? Can I do it by phone today, Dave? (laughs) I got you. I understand. I understand that. I really do. I get up and, and come in here, and there's some mornings that I don't remember driving here. That's not good, I'm just telling you. We've got another person in the studio today. Ryan Norris is here. Good morning, Dave. Americans for Prosperity. Ken. We haven't had him for a while, but that's because he's been doing some top-secret work. <laughs> he's going to tell you about it today. It's, right? It's uh, That's what you promised deep, me. Deep, deep, um, <laughs> deep recon. Well, you you got some stuff together. You should go work for the Biden administration and do some deep recon and explain mm. some things to them. Anyway, <laughs> how are you today, Ken? I'm doing good. You're looking good. Appreciate it. Yeah, doing good. That's good. I'm glad. I haven't heard from uh, Jr. I don't know if he'll join us today or not. If he does, the phone will light up and he'll be there. But he's traveling a lot right now. Man, alive. You would think there's elections coming up. <laughs> <laughs> they're not yet but they're coming if you want to know that there's elections coming up watch how pelosi's acting in washington now i think i don't i don't you know i i think jr just makes up he's traveling a lot he just doesn't want to get up he's just afraid to join me in this scene. oh he hasn't <laughs> been in studio in a long time yeah but he's got an immune disease and I don't know what it is. I've never asked him what it is. Well, the vaccine is. cures it everything, is. doesn't it? Or oh, something, yeah. Something like that. I'm 100%. Yeah. Now, uh, my uh, my uh, brother-in-law passed away yesterday, but he had cancer. Uh, of course, if they find out that he had uh, COVID, they'll report that it was a COVID death. Hmm. Uh, because that's money. how they get money. Yeah. The hospitals get more money. And then my son is, uh, I don't know if he got out of the emergency room or the ICU yesterday, but he's got COVID. So uh, he's he's working with that. I asked him what's it like, and he told me it's like having your mouth duct taped and trying to breathe through a coffee stirrer. Mm. That's, you know, I told him, I said, you learned some things from me. Didn't you? <laughs> he explained to people how to be. You know, illustrate your argument. It's, Very it's, good. It's, a, a good job. it's an awful, awful, awful thing. Well, you had you know, it. You know, I had it with double pneumonia, almost died. Uh, and people said, well, you should be on board with this and that. No, 
Just because I almost died doesn't mean that I'm going to willingly give you my freedom and liberty to make my own decisions. Well, that's right. You said Mm -hmm. you took the shots, and I've taken the shots, but I don't expect that I should be able to tell other people to take the shots. Well, I haven't taken the You haven't taken the COVID shots? Because I have natural antibodies. Oh, that's right. And I go get my antibodies tested every 90 days. Yeah. You did yours the uh, the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, uh, and when they had uh, measles and smallpox, yeah. we have to, we used to have those kinds of parties. They'd get all the kids that were sick in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah. and give a party so that everybody got uh, exposed. And then we'd all have the little itchy spots, and then yeah. or we'd have the... I was the never re- taken to one of those parties. <laughs> I'm... Yeah. I'm Afraid to get the chicken pox as an adult, honestly. No, well, Why is yeah, the only that, game Twister? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, the thing about uh, getting chicken pox when you're older, that's shingles. Yeah. And that is painful. Mm-hmm. My mother had that, and I can still remember that. And that's back in the in the um, late 60s that she had it. I had I a volunteer come in in Ohio one time, and I said, like, well, where's your husband? And she said, oh, he's at home. He got shingles. And I took a giant step back and said, and why are you here? Well, they can't give it to you. Well, if she, if she probably touches her husband and the Don't stuff matter. There. Don't matter. <laughs> no. You, if you've had, if you've had uh, uh, you know, uh, chicken pox, then you can get it. And it's something that's happening inside you. It has nothing to do well, with anything Well, they won't even give me the you. booster because I got the chicken pox vaccine um, back when I was a teenager. Oh, uh, really? But then well, when I've tried to get the booster at the, uh, the health department, they said this is only for older folks or for uh, Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get your shingles vaccine. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't done that yet, and I, I want to do it. I, I always get the, the super-duper flu shot and the super-duper pneumonia shot that they yeah. give. You know? Yeah. They do all that. Okay, enough about health. Okay, now I'm beginning to feel old again. Uh, I want to turn over and talk to Ryan Norris. you got some stuff going on about Arkansas, and I love what uh, Americans – I've been – I haven't been a member of, but I've been a supporter of Americans for Prosperity for years. Yeah. Since uh, Teresa Oakey. We've been was she, was she the one that started it? She did. Okay. She so, did. She laid a really great on. foundation and – and uh, we've been attempting to build on that. Yeah, I've had her on, Jason Klein, David <laughs> Ray. Those David. are all former directors. And then you got Ryan Norris. He's, yeah. in, he's been around now how many years? Now? Three? Uh, coming up on four. Four years. Four okay. in October. Yeah, you've been at it, man. You've and, been at uh, it. You know, I think that we're we're getting some interesting things done. And kind of to what you're alluding to, Dave, you know, I get a chance, like Ken does, I get you know, travel around and and meet people and talk to people and and uh, we've been in areas that AFP usually hasn't been having conversations with folks that usually we don't talk to and what we're finding out is there is a underlying shared vision that people have for the future and they have some differences on how to sometimes get there but what you'll end up finding out is that when everybody puts their heels to to die on to the side, there is a large body of policy that we could all collaborate on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what what uh, I've been working on for the last, well, nearly a year now is uh, what we're calling the Believe in Arkansas campaign. 
And uh, you can go to believeinar.com to kind of see some of the policy visions that we have that we've kind of collected over uh, the last four years now of economic opportunity, health care, education, and justice reforms. And uh, these are areas that we think that if we can improve, that they will definitely improve the quality of life for all our Kansans. Because I meet people that fascinate me every day, Dave. I mean, people who have... That's why you come on this show. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, today, two, two for one, two for one here today. But what's awesome is I often hear people say, well, what are we going to do to attract people into the state, to, you know, to, to attract people into the state? And that's all well and good, and we're open to that. We're neighborly folks, and we want to see everybody come here. But I think that the renaissance for our state, that it already exists in the people who are here. Okay. And I've, I meet these people in rural areas, in urban areas. And the things that are holding them back are barriers usually put in place by government policies. And so that's what a AFP's vision is, is that we break down barriers that keep people from achieving their full potential. And what we want to do with this is create this society in our, in our vision of mutual benefit where people succeed by helping others. And you see that happen. You know, I, I meet a gentleman who was reentered, got his life straight opened up a uh, restaurant in a small town in South Arkansas and hosted a school choice event with 40 people there. And I've watched him as he's given back to his community during COVID when the schools were closed down his area. He took his grill around to different neighborhoods, cooking hamburgers and hot dogs for kids on his dime. And, you know, there's things about that that should inspire us to say, man, what would happen if we removed a few more barriers out of this gentleman's path? Okay, now, was this a guy who was in prison and he got out? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and he's finally turned a new leaf, huh? Yeah. I mean, beyond turned a new leaf, this guy grew a whole new tree. Okay. And just fascinating on uh, what he does with his time and how he gives back to his community, not just by being a business owner and, and fulfilling a need with his restaurant, but turning around and being a community leader and taking care of needs as he sees them in his in his area. Because, you know, there's four key institutions that we see in in a free society. One's government, the other's business, there's education, and then there's also community. So government's supposed to protect protect our rights, secure our rights, public safety, they take care of those things. You have education that's supposed to help students find their skills their aptitudes and then develop those so that the kid, you know, has passion towards towards learning. And then they end up hopefully taking those passions to business and they see it in their community uh, needs and they create a business around those needs. I mean, it's not all, well, I just want to be rich, so I'm going to start a business. No, you see a need in your community as a business leader or a business owner, and you go about trying to solve it and making the world better through your innovations. Well, that's the way businesses uh, normally start. Somebody looks out and says, you know, why doesn't somebody do this? And then you go, right. you know, I can do that. Yes, yes. And so it's there's nothing nefarious about wanting to help your fellow man and being compensated in voluntary trade over it. That. <laughs> Nothing wrong. We're talking about capitalism. Yes, yes, which <laughs> which I hope we'll be able to actually try in full someday. Yeah. But, then you, but then you have community, and community is the place where, where we know our neighbors, and we know what their needs are, and we know, you know what our, our community is about, and 
we help those in our community that have have particular needs. So, for example, I always point this out. You know, the government has a role in things. And when we had Hurricane Katrina, I was working for American Red Cross then. And the fascinating thing that happened is, is that government had FEMA and FEMA's heading down there. But FEMA got in contact with first Walmart because Walmart had a infrastructure for transportation and logistics Uh that was top to getting resources out to these areas. But then they started going to the neighborhoods and now you, you, they actually exist. Now they called them the Cajun Navy, which were community people who had boats and things like that, who knew where someone lived, knew where the people were and would get supplies to them or help extract them. And that's kind of, you know, government business and community all working together to solve a problem. And that's what we need to do is try to find more of those type of synergies. Yeah. That happened not too long ago down in Houston, Texas. Mm. As mm-hmm. well, helping people that were yep. so flooded out and everything because of a hurricane. It was really, really bad. I'll let you talk in just a second, Ken. Okay. We can come back in after a break. Got to get a break in right now. 618 on a Thursday. Hope that uh, you got up and your eyes flew open and you just flew out of bed and landed on your feet and said, what can I do today? Do you have questions about uh, filing for Social Security? If you do, you need to get your guide to Social Security it's put out by David Lucas Financial, 27-page booklet, outlines what you need to know, can help you get extra earned income when you file for Social Security. You know, when you file is just as important of for you to know how much you're going to get. If you file at 62, you're not going to get as much per month as you get if you file at 70. So if you're within five years of filing for Social Security, uh, get this free booklet. It's absolutely free. Like I always tell you, that's my favorite four-letter word that starts with F. That's free. And you can get it now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, David has something extraordinary for you. It's a free customized Social Security Security analysis usually worth about $1,000, and it pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. So pick up the phone, call them now, 501-222-3315. And when I mean now, I mean now. They'll get your information off a recording, and uh, they'll call you back and get this booklet to you. That's 501-222-3315. 23 minutes after 6, and, you know, it's interesting, Ryan, listening to you talk. Uh, about what you're trying to do with Americans for Prosperity to advance all Arkansans mm-hmm. uh, by, you know, following, and I'm going to say this uh, pretty out loud, is is that, uh, you know, you guys are pretty much Republican-based organization. And I turn and look at Ken, and Ken, this is something that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have talked about Democrats that want to run as Republicans, and we're more than happy to let them have to do that as long as they say, you know what, yeah, I can I can follow the, you know, the platform. And I think that's the same thing for you, Ryan. You guys got your platform, too. Well, the way that we look at it is we'll work with anyone to do good. That's Frederick Douglass's quote, and that yeah. guides what we do. Um, and that allows us to set up situations where we're working with folks who even philosophically we would maybe be uh, 
opposed each other on discussions of philosophy, but we're working together on common issues. Well, I'll give everybody a, a, an example of this. I support it. Uh, what um, oh, I'm trying to think of her name now, black congresswoman uh, here in, in Arkansas, ran for uh, Congress here last time again. Senator Elliott. Elliott. Yeah. I worked with, with Elliott dealing with, I didn't think it was right that uh, during uh, the cocaine epidemic of uh, uh, the 80s, that if you use crack cocaine, you went to jail forever. Mm-hmm. And if you use powdered cocaine, you did a couple years or maybe you just got a slap on the wrist and you got probation. Yeah. I thought that was uh, that was directed, I believe, right towards the black community. And and now they're looking at you know going back and changing some sentences yeah. uh, to be corresponding with, with the sentences that are on the other side. And I don't have any problem with that. Number one, I have problems sticking people in jail forever on drug charges. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I think those people can be redeemed, especially people that are users. Yeah. Well, I won't pivot because you were talking too much, David. Dave. Um, <laughs> even though it's your show. <laughs> That's all right. I invite you in. Dave and Ken in the morning. Make oh, your part man. of it. Go ahead. Uh, so – Actually, I was asked this the other day, and we've been talking about Americans for Prosperity and um, what y'all are doing and whether y'all have changed your mission a little bit. Because uh, you're mentioning you know, economic prosperity for small business owners. Mm-hmm. And as I've traveled the state, literally every county I've been to and city I've been to since January, there's some millage increase some AMP tax increase or some sales tax increase. And there seems to be virtually no one um, combating these. And so when we talk about economic <laughs> economic prosperity, you know, it can't really happen if, you know, for instance, in Batesville, if they pass their millage increase, their property tax is yeah. going to be 15.2% in the city wow. of Batesville. Ouch. And so, uh, and I thought that guy was just blowing steam, and I've just I Googled and read the newspaper articles, and that's exactly what it is. And so, I remember when AFP was involved in those types of fights, mm-hmm. and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see AFP involved in those fights anymore, and I don't see any big organization involved in those fights anymore, and I don't think we can have small business economic prosperity if we continue to allow these cities and counties to have high taxes. Well, I'm going to correct you, okay. because you're wrong. Okay. We have helped uh, have helped municipalities uh, where citizens have come to us and said, "Hey, we've got we've got fights. We were in a, in the Maumelle, uh, um sales tax increase fight, uh, and we are currently in uh, supporting the legislative question committee who's opposing the Little Rock sales tax fight, and we are committing significant resources to helping with that. So here's the situation: Ken is AFP is not your white knight." Citizens have to get involved. We enable citizens to fight their own fight. If if George Washington had all the the ammunition in the world and all the guns in the world, if no one showed up to to the militia green, the battle didn't get fought. So what we need, and that's why I've created Believe in Arkansas, is to set a vision to where people can get connected more with AFP because we have the resources to fight these things. But I can't be bringing 
everything to the table and no one show up to use it. So get involved with AFP. Follow us at, you know, on, on our Facebook page to learn more. Uh, send us an e- email at infoar at afphq.org, and we'd be happy to talk to you or to anybody about getting involved in their local issues. But uh, I'm a state director, and I have three staff members. And me and my three staff members can't fight every small tax that's be every tax in every small area. So we can help give you the resources for it. We can partner with you on it. We can train you on it. But we can't we can't come in like the like the cavalry every time on everything because they keep popping up. We supported special election reform that keeps on getting uh, shot down. Thank you, Sturch. And. You know, and so that's a key area that we think would probably be the linchpin. And so we did actually work hard on that. I think there's another bill we scored our scorecard to be coming out uh, within the next week or so. And uh, we scored that bill. We supported that bill because we think that's a choke point to stop this from happening. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's not going to stop until we get uh, Republicans elected. Well, it's not going to stop until (laughs) Republicans stop listening to the Municipal League. Mm -hmm. This is plain and simple. All right. Let's take a break. We got the news. Let's do that. Then we'll come back. Ryan Norris is here from Americans for Prosperity. Ken Yang's here. He's the chairman of the Republican Party in Benton. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. If you need a tow... I highly recommend East End Towing. They're going to take your car where exactly you want it to go to. Uh, if you if you got a flat tire, they'll come out and fix it. If you lock your keys in your uh, car or your pickup, they'll come out and get them out for you. They're more than just uh, you know hook up and 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 move you kind of uh, towing company. East End Towing for full service that they offer to you because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. They've got the answers for you. They belong to the Arkansas Tow and uh, Recovery Board. They're licensed and insured, and each truck is permitted. So keep that in mind as well. So what do you do? You put their number in your wallet or in your purse. Don't put it in your car because if you lock your keys, then then you can't get to the number to call. Uh, Put their their number in your phone. Uh, 501-888-8849 is the number. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. They're run by Patrick uh, McIntyre. He's done a great job in making them a tremendous business. East End Towing. All right, let's continue on. We've got Ken here. Uh, Ken Yang is the chairman of the Saline County GOP. He's also the uh, board, not the board, he's he's the uh, the, the president, so to speak, of all of the chairmen across the state for the GOP. Yep. So he's always talking. He's good to be on the show so that you know what people are thinking out there in the state. And he mm-hmm. he, he doesn't uh, hold back to share that. Also, Ryan Norris is here. He's from Americans for Prosperity. Uh, it's been a while since we've had Ryan on. But if you listen to the very beginning of the show, you'll know why. <laughs> he's been working uh, very diligently with this new program that they're unveiling now and uh, run across that name again, tell them the website and everything. So people 
can get involved with uh, our, our AFP? Yes, uh, believeinar.com. And again, the premise of this is that we believe that everything we need to be a successful state is already here within the people of Arkansas. And we just need to unleash that potential and have government policy that supports unleashing that potential. And just like you know, Ken's talking about with with small business and taxes, you know, that's an area that we need to look in. We have we're forty fifth according to the tax foundation in business tax climate. And so we need to focus in on that. But that doesn't mean when you're forty sixth that's not good. That's, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just want everybody to know that. All right? Exactly. Sure. But you know, we are a grassroots organization, which means that we need individual citizens who are willing to uh, invest their time. We'll provide the resources. We'll provide the training. But if you really want to fight this, you can do more than just talk about it. You can actually have resources that help you inform your your community and your fellow citizens about what you think our government needs to be doing. So we have not just the resources, uh, you know, that helps with the doors and the phones, but we can train your organization. If you have a small group that you want to get together, we can train them in grassroots actions through the Grassroots Leadership Academy that's part of our foundation. And uh, we need more people who are willing to step up and say, I'm dissatisfied with the state of economic opportunity in arkansas education outcomes in arkansas with health outcomes in arkansas and i'm willing to spend some time to improve those policy areas both the state federal or even local levels i mean we were just talking during your break and you were saying you typically have about 60 70 people show up sometimes more i mean when i speak hundreds uh (laughs) i'm just kidding uh it's a saline saline county gop but you know the the question is, and has always been, and it's been this way for AFP, it's been for the GOP, it's it's been for any number of different organizations, how can you get people to invest their time, their ideas, and their energy into your, you know, your, uh, your group? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to tell you, you're getting 70 people out, what, every other Thursday? Once, once a month. Once a month, yeah, okay, yeah. in Saline County. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the overall thing, how many people live in Saline County? Mm, I didn't look at those numbers, but just in Benton alone, it's about 37,000. 37, okay, so it's 100,000 plus, easy. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. and this is one of the biggest GOP mm-hmm. counties yeah. is, is Saline County. How do you get 5%? <laughs> of the county involved in something like this well that's why uh, uh, ryan talked about special election reform you know david david ray ran that bill twice on yep. the floor on the house floor mm-hmm. and it failed you know both times the municipal league uh, and the state chamber uh campaigned uh, heavily against it uh, and then you know and this this is where it's probably why they won't come on my show <laughs> well this is where as, you, as, I, as i've traveled the state where you know people you know, especially now with COVID, the uh, post-COVID, um, a lot of these cities and counties need revenue, and and instead of thinking of creative ways to right. uh, uh, provide revenue, the only way oh we need a tax increase. Um, you know, I, some counties at the very least, you ha- you know, even though I don't uh, support special elections, uh, at least they'll have a special election, unlike in Benton, Arkansas, where the mayor. Uh, just single-handedly passed a 20-year AMP tax increase without mm-hmm. the vote of the people. Right. right. And, you know, t- 
to this point talking taxes as a state we're number nine in the nation on sales tax yeah taxation but when you combine local taxes county and city we're number two in the nation on sales taxes uh had family from florida that came in in the spring and went to dinner with us and uh, my uncle said, hey, I'll pay the bill. I'm like, okay, that's nice. If you don't, you know, don't have to do that. But he looks at the taxes and he's he's like, wow, I can't believe taxes, sales taxes are this high here yeah. in, the, in the state of Arkansas. And you, I mean, you can, uh, you know, build whatever you want to build. I think we, we had an AMP tax in, in Benton and uh, um, they've built the event center. Uh, they've paid it off early. It's a great project. And there are good projects that the cities can do uh, with certain types of taxes. Uh, but if you, but the, if there's always an excuse to keep it or increases, right. you know, these are all regressive taxes on the people. And that's that, I think that's what a lot of our elected officials don't understand, which leads me to, um, you know, is AFP uh, going to be more heavily involved this election cycle when it comes to candidates? So we talked about the, all those reforms. Those reforms can't happen unless some of these Republicans uh, are sent home. And so, you know, how is that in the future for AFP? Yes. I mean, we we get involved in campaigns. We're involved in uh, primary. We've been involved in primaries ever since we got started here. Okay. And, you know, every, every year we're involved in something. And the ones that we've been involved in, save one that we were just discussing a little while ago, uh, has always been successful, and we love to contribute to, to policy champions and seeing them win. All right, sooner or later, you'll get, you'll get that guy too. All right, <laughs> with that, Elizabeth never sleeps. She's always awake, <laughs> and she's got it tuned to 101.1 FM, especially between 6 and 8, finding out what I'm talking about. What's up, Elizabeth? Are you there? Now, wait a minute. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Well, the reason I'm saying that is this is Scotty, not Elizabeth. Oh, hi, Scotty. It's Elizabeth's friend. All right. Well, it's almost yes, like am. having Elizabeth on. I certainly am. What I want to know um, from both of y'all is where do you stand on some of this? You know, I, I know that the, the uh, census numbers have come out. And uh, so we're going to do redistricting. I, I'm aware of that. But what I'm. What I'm curious about now is election integrity. That's my big hot button these days and where Arkansas stands on some of the election integrity and our voting machines and did and and who actually attended some of the Mike Lindell uh, symposium and those things. And how will AFP be involved in making sure that we have really good elections in the future okay yeah it's, it's really a big issue with scotty i know that really for a fact. Big issue. she's got she's she's got one of those big red buttons yeah that they, <laughs> you know that you, that you hit all right well scotty i'm gonna let them talk about that all right i appreciate it all Thanks. right thank you very much all right so go ahead ryan well uh when it comes to election integrity of course we want free and fair elections and we want them to be you know one person one vote and and all of those kind of things that's not a policy area that i delve into because there are other organizations out there that have the comparative advantage to work on that more specifically you know i just had a conversation with uh uh, the Foundation for Government Accountability, and they're working on this very laser-focused. And so, uh, you know, 
we we support having elections to where they are without suspicion and uh, if there are issues that that bubble up that we think that are you know just to the level that we need to get involved we could we could potentially get involved in that but i just know there are other organizations and then the parties themselves just really have that situation covered to where we you know our voice would be yes we we lend our voice to it but i just know there's people doing the work out there uh, that are really in the weeds of weeds about it and we support their efforts now we're lucky here i think in the state of arkansas we got a, i believe a great secretary of state mm-hmm. uh yes. he has worked hard for integrity in the elections uh here in in arkansas that's not to say that john doesn't make a mistake at, at any given time i think this whole thing in pulaski county i don't mm-hmm. uh, i'm wondering if the punishment is enough for some of the people who have done a few things but uh at least the state legislature is looking at it and, mm-hmm. and cleaning it, too. you agree with that, Ken? Yeah, um, Scotty, I think uh, the legislature passed a, little, a lot of good election reform laws, uh, but you know it, it has to be implemented properly. I think we've seen in Georgia and Texas and other states passing election reform laws, but you know, those are all laws uh, in the books, and unless they're implemented properly, it doesn't really matter. And so, mm-hmm. that you know, we're 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 gonna the party is gonna have an issue. I said the party, uh, the uh, president, uh, the Republican Chairman's Association that I head up. You know, we'll have an initiative to get more poll poll worker training, poll watcher training, because uh, I think that's really really important. Something that we've been lacking in, in a lot of counties here in the state. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, I just I just recently came back from the Republican National Lawyers Association's election law uh, um, conference. And that's a lot of stuff that we talked about there. But, you know, your secretary of state's race is a really important one. I think people need to look at uh, the two candidates and see, you know, who who's going to fight for uh, uh, proper elections. Uh, you know, when 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 uh, when you have candidates that travel around the state uh, that say, you know, our laws our our elections were just breezy, hundred percent wonderful and great. Uh, we all know that's not true. And whether you watch the Lindell Symposium, whether you go to a Republican uh, lawyers conference, they'll tell you that that's not true in virtually almost every single state. Uh, and so those are things that questions that people need to ask their legislators and their Secretary of State candidates. Uh, and that uh, I think the initiative of better poll watchers better poll workers Mm -hmm. and within your county committee electing good election commissioners a lot of times we elect just you know someone that wants to be an election commissioner Uh, you really need someone (laughs) that understands what that position is about because it's just so so important all right when we come back as we gotta get a break in we got our final break for this hour we've got a call coming in and uh, roman wants to talk to us from garland county we'll talk to him in just a moment I want to talk about an idea I have that I think that the party needs to do, and will and supposedly they've got people that do it, but I don't hear from them enough. We'll talk about that as I'm talking about people who get out in front and get on the narrative of what you're doing and keep it in front of the people so they know what you're doing. Don't do that enough. I'm just telling you right now, we don't do that enough. It's uh, 12 minutes before 7. Don't forget about Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants you to know he is there to save you money. Now, that should 
your ears should stand straight up when that happens. You should look like my dog when I call his name and he knows I got to treat his ears or like straight up and point it right at me like radar. Uh, Pat Davis will show you how to save 30 to 50% on your health insurance. Now I say save 50% on anything. You should be saying, what? You know, and should be looking and seeing what it is that I have for you. Uh, he's got a perfect health plan if you're self-employed. Uh, it's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. You can choose any uh, provider in the nation. There are, now this is going to make your ears stand up again, there are no co-pays. When you go see the doctor or the specialist or whatever, you're not going to be delving out $75, $125, dollars before you even walk in and see them. So no co-pays. And then if there's any excess money left over, it goes to you. It doesn't go to the insurance company. So call Pat and talk to him about each one of those things specifically and how it pertains to you and how much money you can save. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Or go to his uh, website. It's called Your Health Plan Man. One word. Your Health Plan Man. Com. All right, let's get with uh, Garland uh, County, and that's Roman. Roman joins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Roman, what you got? You got something for Ryan Norris or for uh, Ken Yang? Well, yeah, I got a question. I'm, I've long tried to sell our local county people on just a basic ream of paper and a number two pencil for expediting election process. That being said, my question is, does the state force the counties to use these electronic machines? I'm thinking I heard something to that effect. I'm just wondering whether your uh, people on board this morning have some real information about that, and I'll hang up and listen for the answer. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you, Roman. Here's what I'll tell you. When I've had John Thurston on, they would like to move people into electronic machines, Mm. and they talk to – the different counties and try to get them the necessary funds to be able to make that transition because they can't get all the money. The state's not given all the money for that. Uh, the, the, uh, the, or the, the counties have got to come up with some money as well. So I would say yes. Uh, most, uh, I would think that the, um, I think that John Thurston, the secretary of state would tell you, yeah, but that's me saying it. All right. I'll get, I'll call John and ask him. All right and try to get him on the air and, and talk to you about it. I think some of it, uh, Roman, is uh, a lot of transition and, you know, how I won't say force, but in some what it is, it's tied to money. You know, do this and you get X amount of money. Uh, don't do this and it may not happen. But also with the transition into technology into the 21st century, when I worked for the Secretary of State's office in, in 2010, 2011 and 2012, uh, what, what we saw is – you know, during used to you'd have so many volunteers count ballots, mm-hmm. and that became a huge struggle, um, uh, just around the state. Uh, you know, you can't count millions of ballots or hundreds of thousands of ballots in the county with only two or three people. Uh, and that's not, I'm not making an excuse for, for that, but, but I will say, you know, with regards to these machines and a lot of the information out there or misinformation out there, your county clerk posts uh public come see us test out the machines you can test out the machines 
every single election cycle. They are required to post something mm-hmm. to the public and say, we are testing our electronic machines. The public are allowed to come and participate. And the issue is, if you travel around the state and you talk to these county clerks, zero people come and participate. <laughs> and so... And that's what, you know, that, yeah. that's exactly what Ryan was saying earlier, what I was saying, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. We're all in agreement on that. More participation is necessary for, be it election integrity, be it supporting policy champions, be it uh, trying to advance policy as citizens. You want yeah, election, more participation. Yeah. You want contact, election yeah. integrity. Contact your county clerk this election cycle, Roman, and I know you do a great job over there in Garland County. Contact have your county, contact the county clerk, find out when they're gonna test their machines, bring a group of people, test out the machines, ask questions, all that stuff, and uh and you know you'll then, make you'll yeah. make them really nervous. Yeah, yeah, make them really nervous <laughs> and you know, and uh I think it's a good thing. But the the problem is I travel to say them ask, well, how many people show up? And they'll say zero. Okay. By the way, I wanted to mention something before I, I get to the very end of this uh, thing. Don't forget that Robert Steinbach is going to be uh, testifying before the legislature today at one o'clock in the big Mac building next to the Capitol in room A. Uh, about the renaming of an endowed position for Bill Clinton. That's a slap in the face of every Arkansan, is to have an endowed chair for a man who lost his law license. I'm just, and, and I don't think he's ever gone back to get it, has he? No, I don't think I don't he's ever so. gotten it back. So, yeah, I think that needs to be talked about. And Robert will be there. Then Robert will be on tomorrow, and he can tell you about it. And that should be fun to hear about that. All right, so, Ryan, with this whole thing that you got going on with Americans for Prosperity, we kind of scratched the surface. I'll have yeah. you back on so we can deep, deep digger, d- dig deeper. <laughs> there we go. I'll get it right. Uh, about it. Uh, for people who want to be involved in it, what do they got to do? Yep, go to believeinar.com, and uh, you can sign up to – to get involved and to learn more about it, you can see some of the policy uh, visions that we have for that we've collected across the state. And uh, again, like everybody is in agreement here, we need more citizen participation throughout the entire process of of our government and interaction of government and citizens. If you want election integrity in your county, work hard to have enough poll watchers. Mm-hmm. That's what will help election integrity. Mm-hmm. You, know, you gotta you gotta do that. Plus the party has to speak out about it. And so do and Ken does. Uh, the chairs have to speak out about it. And they should I don't know, do they have a spokesman for the legislature? For the party? Yeah, for the the, the, the Republicans in the Senate and the House. I don't think so. Well they need one. And they need to be talking about it and they need to be in front whenever a camera is around, they should be there. Just saying. All right. We're out of time, guys. It's always a pleasure to have both of you here. Thanks, Dave. Ken, so thanks for you coming in. Thank you. You you rolled out of bed today. Yeah. Did you sleep in your clothes? I, I should have. All right. I... <laughs> <laughs> More coming up. Duck's going to be here. Be back in just a minute.
All right. 7 o'clock. Duck from Duck's Garage is here. Joe uh, is going to be out for a, uh, another week, and then he'll be back next week. We'll be looking forward to seeing him. I just looked at the calendar a moment ago. I am three weeks from vacation. Exactly. <laughs> Baby. I can't wait. And I'm going into the teeth of the uh, the virus. I'm going to Florida. Yeah. I'm going to Florida. Me too. And I've got I've got my shots and everything. I've been doing all right. Uh, I, I I will be one of the first people to tell you, I think you should get your shots as well. If you don't want to, I'm not going to force you to. I didn't. I tried to talk to my son into getting the shots, and he wouldn't do it. And now he's in the ICU with I've, coronavirus. I've tried to talk my daughter-in-law and son both into it, and it goes on deaf ears. Now, well, he's, I won't even get into the argument. The argument is silly as far as I'm concerned, but that's all right. A lot of it has to do with being traced and all kinds of stuff. And I just said, you know, if the government wants to trace you, they can follow you wherever you're going. They if, don't need to put microbots. If you got in, that in your hand. Yeah, a cell phone, yeah. If you hook that to your car, Bluetooth it to your car, they know exactly where you're standing at. Well, if you got, uh, what's that, uh, uh, OnStar, yeah. they can follow you. How, how do you think they know when you have a wreck on start? How do you think they they can know where you're at? Unlock your door for you, and you say, "Well, that." But they're they're an independent business. The government watches everybody through everything. Yes. I'm just saying, I, I, the years of privacy are not there any longer. It's not there any longer. We let that we let that horse out of the out of the barn a long time ago about 2000 to be honest with you yep all right dave ellswick show duck is here we're going to talk about cars for a little while if you have a question for him uh <laughs> something's going on with your automobile uh we we're just talking to ken yang and won't get into it except that he's not happy with the service he's getting uh at the dealership and uh you know talking about that and uh, there's a lot of different things that are going on uh with cars today of course we're making the transition it is a transition uh to electric cars uh we're not as far along as uh if you watch the commercials on television as they want you to think they are nissan had a commercial on yesterday that i saw and the other car makers their big selling point is you can go three four hundred miles now between charges nissan said buy our car 200 miles you can go on a single charge. 200 200 miles folks for me that that's a non-starter right there well dave you leave out of here you're going on vacation here in about three weeks you yeah, drive 200 miles so how far could that get you and that's if i don't have to stop along the roadway because traffic is thick yeah you go 200 miles you you'll be on the other side of uh memphis yeah about on the other side of memphis yeah. is where i'll be and then i gotta i gotta charge they don't say how long it takes to charge well, any of them I've seen anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour. Yeah, I mean you're you're talking. So you can drive from here to Memphis, go in uh, Bill Street. Maybe you'll get it charged. Maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. At least you can have a good lunch if they have a place for you to plug <laughs> into. <laughs> I'm but, just saying it's just silly right now. But at least you can have a good lunch, though, Dave. You can go to Bill Street there and go to the to uh, 
the rendezvous. Do you? Oh boy, that's my favorite barbecue place. So let me just ask this question of you: Do you think that all these car uh, makers? I mean, Mustang has theirs, and you got all these different uh, people that are making electric cars now, and uh, they're not selling worth, you know, crap. To be honest with you, and uh, I think it's the car manufacturers trying to placate the uh, uh, legislators up there in Washington D.C. so that they can force a little bit more time to. He gets some places because they're putting, I mean, Biden's putting on, I want all electric cars by 2035. It ain't going to happen. No. Start with, we don't have enough electricity. I know. It's silly. This is silly stuff. Secondly, how are we going to pay for the roads? If you don't have a gasoline tax or a diesel fuel tax. They're going to do it by the mile. It's coming. They got to do something because it's there's coming. no way, you know. But we don't have enough electricity right now. To a lot of the big cities are having rolling blackouts when it, when it gets a hundred degree days because everybody's got their air conditioner jacked up, and I'm one of them. I mean, I, you want to be comfortable. I've been. I'm in the hot all day long. When I get home, I I want to be cool. You know, I don't want to walk into an eighty degree house or a ninety degree house. I'm. You know, and, and and my wife, she's worse than I am. <laughs> She'll keep their conditioner down on sixty five degrees if I ain't careful. Okay. Well I set my my air conditioner at seventy seven. If I've got it on and it's pulling the humidity out like it's supposed to, that's plenty cool for me. Yes. And I have a I turn a fan on or something just to keep the air staring you know moving around yeah but uh it's the humidity that gets me down i mean i walked out today and i was like it was like walking into a fish tank yes i mean it's thick this morning and it's cloudy and it's a good thing it's cloudy because if it wouldn't it'd already be 90 degrees yeah and it'd be very uncomfortable outside yesterday in the shop it was it was a uh about 97 yesterday inside the building And that's with all the fans blowing with the exhaust fans on. You got swamp coolers? No. Oh, yeah, well, I'll take that back. We have one. But the only thing about a swamp cooler, if you don't take care of it every week, you can't stand to stand in front of it. It smells so bad. Well, and here's the key. How does that, how does that not, if you just got air moving in your place and it's that much humidity, you're going to sweat regardless so the fan's going to hit you it's going to help you cool down yep. i mean i mean i i just didn't understand the whole concept of swamp coolers but well anyway. they they work good if you'll keep them clean but you have to clean them every week and at the end of the summer when you put them up for the winter you've got to clean them sanitize them because if you don't next year when you get it out oh they lots of lots of little organisms growing on it well no it just you can't stand to be around it it stinks so bad <laughs> well that's those organisms you know they're mm-hmm. dying and but, decomposing and they stink you know but we got big fans and you know joe over at his shop he's you know he's he's air conditioner inside his which i got fourteen thousand square feet it's hard to air conditioner fourteen thousand square feet yep you know, it's you a big, just, big building, you just, man. You just can't do it, you know. But you got to have that because you work on big, 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 big trucks. Yeah, and it is packed full right at the moment. Oh, by the way, let me just remind you that when you talk about Ducks and Ducks Garage, which is over there on uh, 
was it air lane, lane drive, lane drive yep. which is over by the new boys and girls club in benton if you go on amplifest you need a parking spot go on down to the shopping park okay. they'll pick you up and take you up there to it okay so just keep this in mind with uh with with what duck's got uh you hear him talking about working on trucks all the time he works on cars too yes They'll handle your car. They'll we'll take work, care of you. We work as I tell people. I work from cars to eighteen wheelers, and anything in between. I have worked on tractors and front end loaders and a little everything. You work on on motorcycles? No, but I do have a friend. <laughs> I send them to him. Okay, you know where to take. Yes, where I'm same way with the body shop. I send all my body shop over to A to Z. Chad over there. By the way, Joe took me over to the body shop that he recommends um, over there in North Little Rock, and I got his uh, uh, how much he thought it was going to take to fix that front fender quarter quarter panel on the right side. It's under a thousand bucks. I was really yeah. surprised. I was yeah, surprised. They can, they can pop that back out. I'm looking forward to it and put skim it with a little bit of bondo, and you won't ever know. These yes. body shop nowadays, they got the tools that. They weld little pins to it, and then you got to pull it in there, pull it all back out, and take the inner fender down and what they uh, what they call a spoon and a hammer, and then they'll roll it right back, and it'd be very little. I think I'm going to get it done before I go on vacation. It'd be nice to go to vacation, people not be afraid of me driving <laughs> by, them. you know, because they see that crumpled right front quarter panel, they go, "Ooh, this you know, dangerous." You was talking about renting a vehicle, you know, <sighs> and. I got a friend that was too they, expensive. They they flew to uh, somewhere up in Wyoming, went to Yellowstone, okay, and they rented a car. Probably went up to Cody or someplace like that. No, they they flew into uh, uh, one of the bigger cities, and then they rented a car and drove up to Cody. They stayed in Cody, but I said, "So, what did the price of the car for a week cost?" Did you go fly into Laramie or something? Uh, Billings, Montana. Billings, okay. They flew gotcha. into Billings, and then they drove. And he said, well, normally, he said, it costs us six, $700 a week for unlimited mileage. How much? Two grand. I'm telling you. I, I told you when I, I went on I and was going to use, I was going to drive a rental uh, down uh, to Florida, and it was going to cost me uh, a little over $2,000. I looked at Linda, and I said, I'm going to get the car checked out completely. Anything that's wrong with it, I'm going to get it fixed. It's not going to be over $2,000. In fact, it was $238, and I'm going to save that money to go out and eat on. But, Dave, it's 600 miles. I know. You're going to Panama City. It's 600 miles. I drive that much in a week. My words exactly. That's what you asked me. Yes. Well, how many miles do you drive a week? I told you, and you go, and you don't think your car can make that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, what's it, 45 minutes from your house to here every morning? It's about 37. So we'll just say 40 minutes. Yeah. So that's, you know, almost two hours driving time every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Ten hours, you can be in Panama. Well, about eleven hours, you can be in Panama City if you don't stop messing around any. Uh, I can tell you, I can be there in nine and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's me and you, Dave. That's not normal people. I just look. I got a smile out of Heidi this morning, and she smiled at that. She knows how I drive. So anyway, what I drive that? the speed limit, Dave. I just didn't say whose speed. Limit. That's right. It's the one that's engraved in my mind. That's yes. exactly what's going on. All right, let's get a break, and we'll do that, and then we'll come back and. Uh, we, we may or may not take up some uh, questions that have been sent in. We'll decide as we get back because we've got a 
we got to talk about uh, things that are important out there in the in the real world. It's 18 minutes after 7. Don't forget about Bumper to Bumper. Bumper to Bumper is the company that, uh, you know, the uh, Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers use to get the parts you need. And they use uh, the best parts that are out on the market. I mean, they use the same parts that, you know, if McClarty needs a part or if, uh, you know, Crane needs a part, you guys are going to use the same part. The strange part about that, Dave, is I I go over to the warehouse when I'm running parts for the shop, and you walk in, and they got a shelf sitting there, and it says the McClarty Nissan, Crane Chevrolet, Crane Ford, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, it's they got a shelf. They're getting their got, parts from. Are you telling me they're getting their, their parts from bumper to bumper? Well, they're a Motorcraft dealer. Yeah, they're an AC Delco dealer. You know, and they and not only that, you'll look there and it'll say Doggett Freightliner, Summit International. You know, they get their stuff. Some of their stuff there too. I mean, and right now, Dave, they're struggling just like we are to find parts. Well, everybody is. Yes, I I needed a crankcase filter for ISB. Excuse me, ISC Cummins. There was none. Mike finally found me one somewhere way off, and I, it took two days to get it. But the mo- the motor home it is in will not run with a crankcase code set in it. It'll run. It just goes into lim- what they limp call reduced. Well, it's really not a limp. No, it's called reduced power. Okay. And they finally found me one. They're one hundred thirty dollars, but you know. It's part of maintenance on a vehicle nowadays. Yeah, everything's part of maintenance. I'm just telling you, and and there's not that many parts because guess what? They're all sitting out in the. There's in the new ocean. cars not being sold because they don't have the computer chip yet, and so people are buying used cars. When we come back from break, I got to tell you something. Okay. About a new vehicle. All right, we'll do that when we t- continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about bumper to bumper. All their parts are. Used at Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers. I'm Dave Ellswick. We'll be back with more with Duck here on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, wait now. I'm going to let you finish that story. We were talking during the break about Florida, and uh, Duck's going to be down there uh, for a little bit, and he's going to be down there at the same time I'm down there. So we're we're planning getting together and having dinner down there, and we'll figure out where, where we're going to eat. I know that it will be fish-related because yeah. I eat as much fish as I can when I go to Florida. I ain't uh, what you go said, to Florida for to eat fish. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I do a lot of. Except fish and that shrimp. I've changed a little bit. I don't eat fried stuff as much as I eat, you know, you know things that are uh, grilled. I yes. like grilled uh, fish, too. But uh, you said, was it your brother-in-law you said? What? No. Red, red, oh, red, yeah, my brother-in-law. He's down there. Uh, deep deep fish fishing, yeah. Cool. And you said he caught a big old redfish? Yeah, it's it probably, from the looks of the picture and him holding it, it was probably two and a half, three foot long. It was a big old fish. And you know, they, and they had you know how good they are, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll bring something home. I'll wind that's up with good something. eating, man. That's yeah, it's him eating. and a couple of his buddies. They go every year down there about this time. And uh, he thought he was going to have to come home early because of the hurricane, but, you know, it didn't bother him none, so... I'm pretty right. much if if it's got gills and 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 it's got fins, uh, I'm probably going to eat it if it's presented to me. <laughs> my daughter-in-law, she don't eat nothing that swims in water. Yes. Why? I don't know. She won't. She she won't eat it. 
Wow, that means that she doesn't eat dog. She don't. <laughs> she, she, if, and she'll tell you, if it swims in the water, she ain't touching it. I got to. That's a private joke, yep. all right, because I talk about my my days in in the military over in Korea, and uh, I have freaked out more than one person <laughs> because, they. I mean, dog is a, is a specialty in South Korea, in China, big time. There's some breed that they, they raise them like chickens. Really? Yeah. I mean, you say, what's that taste like? Dog. No, I'm just kidding. Chicken. I know. <laughs> Chicken. I'm just saying it. It's but, just something they eat. Before we went on break, David, I, I got a friend that bought a new Denali pickup. Right. It's a 2022. He got it about, oh, two weeks ago. And he was showing down to the shop, showing it to me. I opened the doors, and it's got crank up windows and manual door locks. I have not seen crank up windows and in I, at least a decade. And I asked him, I said, did you order it with crank up windows? He said, no, that's almost why I could get the truck. Wow. And so that means he doesn't have what in his truck? He don't have a body control module. There you go. To control everything else. I mean, he's got some form of a body control module. He just don't have the, the one with the the chip processor, they call it, that processes all the electric windows, the door locks, the sunroof, the AC, and all that stuff. Wow. But it had, I, I looked in there, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say, how big a hit is he going to take when he goes to trade but it in? But he trades it in. That's exactly right. He's going to take a huge hit where if you go and trade in, let's say you bought a car a couple of years ago, maybe even four years ago, and it's got all the accoutrements on it, You'll pro- you may get more money for your car than you spent to buy it. Yeah. And, Dave, what's going to happen when we flood the market with all these trucks and cars that's sitting around? General Motors got like 40,000. Ford's got like 40. Ford is suspending their work at their Ford truck plant for next week because they don't have no place to store them. And if they build them, all they're going to do is carry and put them in a lot. I'm going to make a prediction. If you're wanting to buy a used car, sit tight. Yes. Because when they do flood the market with those new uh, trucks and stuff, the bottom's going to fall out of the used car market. Well, they're going to, you know, 22s are coming out now. Yeah, I know. And the 21s haven't even shown up. All these 21s are sitting like at Ford plant up in Kentucky. They, they took the airfield over in an old Walmart up there, and they got them piled. I'm talking about you can't walk between them. They got them so tight. And when you flood the market with all these 21s, they're going to have – I mean, they're going to – There's going to be deals to be made. Yeah, you can go buy a brand new one cheaper than you can buy a used one and, and get a full you know, full three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. And it's going to be like that movie uh, that Daniel Day-Lewis was in when they start selling those cars. There will be blood. Yeah. and you know and, it's going to be it's going to be running because they're not going to get the money that they think that they were going to get for those cars yeah and and the problem is you know you've bought a used car and you paid a premium price for a used car and now you can buy a brand new and cheaper than you paid for that used one that had thirty thousand miles on it wow. or forty thousand miles on it you know and it's crazy you know people need to be of he's to I understand if you need a new vehicle, you got. I mean, if you need a vehicle, you got to have a vehicle. But you're going to pay 
anywhere from $1,000 to $10,000 more than what you would six months ago. You see, I see all the signs everywhere at all the car dealers. We buy used cars. Look what's sitting on their yard. Yeah, and if they're buying them, they're not selling them for that same price. No. I'm just telling you. That's Mm-mm. just not the way it can be. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will take a look at a 2004 Volvo here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Duck is here from Duck's Garage. you got a question, 823-0965. But right now, let's find out what Bill Riley has for us on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, Cabot Emergency Hospital at 89 in Cabot, right next to uh, 67167 over there by David's Burgers. 100% physician-owned. Board-certified emergency physicians. they got over 130 years of experience. They're always one of those guys there because the hospital is always open 24-7, 365. That includes holidays. They've got uh, all the equipment you need for them to figure out what's going on with your emergency they got x-rays ct scans bedside ultrasounds they've got an mri on site they got an on-site lab they've got a pharmacy on site and they are dedicated to taking care of you the patient they know your emergency matters they're not going to make you just sit up front wait an hour hour and a half two hours to get to the back and to um, meet with them uh, they're going to get you to the back and get you taken care of. And if it's something they can't take care of, they'll get you in a hospital, get you to a, a hospital where maybe there's a, a cardiologist waiting to meet you because your labs from that on-site lab showed that your heart muscle is being destroyed. So get back to your life faster. You stop and use Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, Duck is here, and uh, we were sitting here just talking about this terrible situation uh that the car dealers are in right now where they can't get new product because the one factory that makes the computer chips and modules uh for pickup trucks uh, you know regular sedans and stuff cars or whatever they all got the same body it burned down is what i think i heard that it had happened and everybody was using the same place one place and now that nobody can get anything they got to wait till they rebuild and re and then start making the stuff again yeah and, and, the, and it, they, it's just ridiculous they they got another company to start going to start making them good but the problem they run into they can't get the product to to start making that one chip they need one everybody calls it a chip but it's really a processor okay and it processes when you hit the the window button for the window to go down and how you can hit it then it go all the way down to sure. the bottom well that's the processor telling it okay go all the way to the bottom if you hit it again it'll stop and that's the processor telling okay he wants to stop the window halfway down same way with your air conditioner it's controlled by the processor you reach over and turn the fan up now all you're doing is turning the ground up and then the processor tells it okay give it more ground and it'll make the fan blow more and same way with heated seats cool seats heated steering wheel cool steering wheel they're all it's all done by that processor and and they don't have any right now you know um and the problem's going to be i i don't see it getting no better day for another six eight months to a year you know it's like dodge uh, death modules if you own a dodge truck and death module goes bad 
you're not you're not going anywhere at 150 miles and it's going to shut off it's going to go down the idle uh people tell me march the third for the is the approximate ship date there's over twenty nine thousand on national back order okay so you found uh, a part that you were looking for typical cost of this part was about eight hundred bucks. bucks and how much did the guy he had five of them he had five he wanted five thousand dollars a piece i mean i understand you know the whole thing of uh, supply and demand i understand it and here's the key you say well he's not going to get that much money he will for done, some people he's done sold five and then others yeah then others he'll he'll say okay <coughs> you know, like he finds out the, they're going to be back on the market and let's say four him. months he'll cut his price yeah you know and and you just think about that dave you got a dodge work truck that you need to work out of every day, you know, and you're sitting there losing four, five, six hundred dollars a day because you can't drive the truck. Plus, you're paying a thousand dollar a month payment on it. If you bow up, and go ahead and go buy one. If you want to survive, yeah, you know that's what it comes down to. You know, and and there, these Dodge trucks are sitting everywhere it's because they won't run without the death module. All right, just keep that in mind. All right, I promised everybody we would do a question here. For a 2000, Paul has a 2004 Volvo V70 2.4 five cylinder 2.4 liter. Uh, I think that's a doubled that up, but this 2.4 yeah. liter engine, automatic relocking not not working. Car should automatically relock after two minutes after leaving it, but it doesn't. One day working fine, next not working. Try changing the fuse and disconnecting battery with no joy i like that no yeah. joy not working so with that in mind any any suggestions other than you're going to have to wait for you know eight to 12 months <laughs> to get the control module well it's probably got programming problem dave okay it's probably Maybe it needs to be flashed or something well first thing you need to know is a check engine light on uh-huh. all this as you know your automatic starter won't start if you got that's a check engine ex- light that's on. That's exactly right. If you've right. got a check engine light coming on, off and on, you turn it off. It's going to turn it off, and you, it needs to go somewhere. You know, she don't. They don't say where they're from, but you know, you need to go to a bumper to bumper certified center and get somebody to scan it and go in and look at the program. And you can look at the program. You can you can tell by looking at the program what's okay. going on with it. And it could be simple as a, as a it's what we call a reflash. You just, you know, reflash the information back in it. You know, it could be that simple. You know, it's just all, it's got to be scanned, Dave. Okay. I was talking to Joe uh, on uh, Tuesday because I, I picked up my car because he did some work <laughs> and I uh, had a little problem when I filled my car up. It wouldn't start. It was like it was flooded. Soaking. Yeah. And he took care of it. I mean, it was uh, it cost about two hundred thirty-five bucks. Emaps, Illinois. That's what it was exactly. Okay, and that was all changed out now. No problem. I'm, I'm good. That's the only thing that was wrong with. It. He checked the, the the struts, the shocks, everything, and the car is ready to go on the highway. Uh, what I I thought was interesting is he brought up that I had brought my daughter's car over because they didn't check the car real well. <laughs> a used car that they bought and uh 
dealer i think it was a dealership put on new tires and uh, because they looked at them and said well we need new tires on that so they put douglas tires you get douglas tires by the way from walmart and uh bottom line was they thought that their transmission was all screwed up and it wasn't it was the brake switch Mm -hmm. on the car and this came in handy for joe just Early this week, somebody brought in their Nissan Rogue, and it was having problems. They thought, "Oh, shit, I'm really, I'm afraid, I'm afraid it's a, it's a transmission screwing up." It was well, a brake switch again. Let, let me explain to you how that works, Dave. If your brake lights are staying on or your brake lights are not coming on, the computer reads that as you get your foot on the brake on the brake exactly, and so it tells the computer, "Don't let it shift." Uh, we get people in there. General Motors do the same thing. So with Ford, so with Dodge, and you know Nissan, Toyota, and all of them, it thinks that the brake pedal's pushed. It's not going to let it shift. Now, it'll shift, but it shifts hard, and you'll think, "Oh my gosh, something's coming all to piece." And you well, can put it loses a all its dollars. power too. Yeah, you can put a couple a couple hundred dollar brake light switch in it. You know, send them on the way. It's amazing. You know, I would never. I this is because I'm not a technician. All right, I don't work with this stuff. But I would never even look at a brake switch if my if my uh, uh, transmission was messing around. You remember when the third brake light come out? Few, you know, it's been fifteen, eighteen. The one years that's ago. on the back window yeah. or something. Yeah. When them things first come out, they would do the same thing if that bulb blowed. Oh my! Yeah, it it would mess up the shifting on the transmission. Um, it would turn the, the traction control light on, which then it was ABS light, too. It would turn all that on, and people would get worried about it and pull the cover off and stick a, a dollar bub in it and turn everything back off, and it goes again. But that that's just it's just safety is all it is. I mean, it just basically is telling you, hey, I don't have no brake lights when you're hitting the brakes going down the road. Right. Because nowadays we don't do no state inspection no more, so – how many cars you see run up down the road don't have tail lights, don't have brake lights, don't have have a headlight blowed? You know because we don't do a state inspection. And when we service one, we check all the lights. Now, I tell you what, it's not a good thing when you're out on the expressway doing seventy five, eighty miles an hour, and all of a sudden, out of the dark, a car comes up because they have no brake lights. It's got headlights, yeah, but no brake lights, no tail lights, none of that stuff, and yeah. And, and you're thinking, oh gosh, I hope I can get over. Yeah, hope it's, I can get on around. That's kind of that's a scary, scary situation. It, really it, is. It is, and and it's you know, and that's why all this stuff has these safety features in it too for that to make you aware if something's going on. All right, you know, oh, go ahead. When I pull my truck behind the motorhome, there's a sequence you had to go to put it in what they call flat towing. You hit the two-wheel drive button five times and it pops up on the dash and and you just walk down through yes or no yes or no to the questions that it asked you then it comes up and says put it in park and you're ready to go and you know and but uh, it's the same way with them safety features you know if you don't go in there and tell it to unlock the steering wheel it won't unlock the steering wheel once you put it in park so you can't, right. can't pull it so got you know a, i got a question julio says i got a 20 15 Dodge Charger, six-cylinder, 3.6-liter engine. So for the past few months, my car has been hesitating on accelerating at times. Why are you waiting this long to address it? 
uh, especially when you let go off the gas for a bit and try to accelerate again. I have went to two shops and both believe it's not the fuel injectors, which was my biggest fear, but they can't figure out what it is. Got a fuel and injection. I, I don't know what, if they mean, mean clean. Clean ser- Oh, there it is. Clean service and spark plugs have been changed and also did a tune-up, but it's still happening. What do you think? Low fuel pressure. You think it's the fuel pump? Most likely. Either that or the regulator, one of the two. Okay. But there again, you can go to one of us, you know, one of the certified centers, and we can put it on a computer, and you can pull it up and look at it and see how many amps it's drawing. You know, and it's, it's supposed to draw like, I think it's on that one, Dave, that's uh, 15. It's probably going to draw somewhere around 7 or 8 amps. Mm-hmm. And you can go in there and look, and if it's drawing 10 or 12 amps, you know, the fuel pump's struggling. And you can go in there and hook up fuel pressure gauge up to it and look at the pressure on it. And I think that one there should be somewhere around 65 pounds. And it's probably running somewhere around 58, 59 pounds, and that's why it's stumbling. Because when you accelerate it real hard taking off, it don't have enough fuel pressure and enough of volume to make it go. All right. Quick answer from a guy who knows. Duck is here from Duck's Garage. We'll be back, finish up with him here in a moment. Uh, when you want your car or your truck to be worked on, you go to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center. You go to Ducks. You go to Joe's. You go to Ryan's. You go to just a whole lot of different people. Ken Sullivan, uh, Ken Gary down, in, Ken down there in uh, in, uh, in Pine Bluff, yep. or Gary Henry in in Benton. You go to them when you have a roofing problem. You don't go to see a technician at a car place. You go to a place that deals with roofs, and you do. You go to somebody who's professional, who keeps up on the latest equipment to be used on your roof, and uh, can can uh, translate everything you need to know to make the best decision. That's PI. Uh, that's a PI Roofing. Uh, they will help you out. They've helped me out numerous times uh, over the twenty years. I've they put on a new roof. It's almost time to do another one. But when I have little leaks, they come out and they take care of it for me. That's PI Roofing. You talk to Joel Johnson and his crew. Crew three, uh, three, three. Is, is, get this right. Seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. Seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. Sometimes my mouth gets in front of my brain and I screw it up. All right, so keep that in mind or go online piroofing.com. All right, we're back. We've got. Uh, just a few minutes uh, remaining looking here about it uh, with uh, Duck. If you have a question, 823-0965, 823-0965. It's so funny. I was doing that PI roofing uh, endorsement and talking to you, and then I got got their number all uh, confused. Um, I got graded down in one of my college courses when I was in – this is a long time ago, all right? We're talking about 73 and uh, because my university professor would tell me, Ellswick, know what you're going to say before you start saying it, because I'd get ahead of myself. <laughs> and because uh, tr- I'm trying to get in more in than I can adequately get in. in trying to get t- it all in, in at one time. Yeah, a lot more. A lot more. I try to I try to overserve. Uh, my clients and, and i guess that's not a bad that's not a bad thing all right uh, let's do uh let's see, look what, right below okay that hold on we got a caller we have a caller so let's just bring him up hi how are you 
Hey, Dave, this is Curtis in Little Rock. Hey, yeah, Curtis. Curtis. What you got? I have a 2014 Toyota 4Runner SR5 six-cylinder. It's roughly got 100,000, maybe 100,500 miles on it right now. It's been a good car. Um, I notice now um, sometimes when I'm between, you know, 1,000 and 1,500 RPMs, I'll get a little bit of shuddering when it shifts in the lower gears when I'm accelerating. Um, it doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes um, I'm just trying to get – I've Googled some stuff online, and, and they describe it as like running over a, a rumble strip, you know, like it before a stop sign, you know? Yep. Any ideas? I, I, I go to I go to Ryan over at Pinnacle. Um, I think they're they're a bumper to bumper. Yes, uh, they are. He, he's too. in our group. I, you, but you, I thought I'd give you guys a call and just see if you had any thoughts too before I take it over there. It, you probably got what they call a torque converter shutter. They uh, probably what you need to. How, you say it's got about a hundred thousand miles on it. Yes, sir. How long How long has it been doing this? Oh, maybe. I don't know, probably in the last, you know, if I put it in the term of mileage, probably in the last, you know, four to 5,000 miles. Yeah. Maybe just this past summer, maybe a little yeah. bit uh, in the winter. Yeah. What you need to do is is probably service it and put what they call, it's it's called shutter fix. And a lot of times you can put that in where you fluid and it will stop all the problem. But, but they need to drain the, and do a, a transmission fluid exchange to do all with that. With hundred thousand miles, I, you don't have to. You can. It comes in a little red tube. Uh, uh, it's called shutter fix, and it twists the end off, and you pour it down in there. But when you pour it in there, it needs to be up to operating temperature of the transmission, and then you need to go drive it about twenty miles to get it worked in before you let it cool off. Yeah, take it over to Ryan. He yeah, can do it. Take for it over, Ryan. He, he'll, yeah, he'll know, think, just tell him what. Explain to him what you got going on. And he gonna, okay. he's going to lay up the same thing. Uh, you don't have no check engine light, nothing on, correct? No, sir, I don't. Yeah, it's probably what they call a transmission shutter, and, and it's just not Toyota. It's Ford, Dodge. They all have the same shutter about that speed okay. and about that when it's trying to shift. I got a 2021 GM, a 2020 GMC, and it does the same thing about that RPMs. Okay. Cool. I'll do that. And then I was reading some other stuff online that it was kind of talking about like a brake switch or something might be involved with that, but hopefully that's not what it is. Well, this, this sounds more like what you're talking yeah. about, what you just described. Exactly. Yeah. It, so. and it, and it, but if you got brake switch problem, usually it's it's real hard shifting from first to all the way to the last gear. It slams, nah, it's not it's, like that. It slams yeah. in the gear. And so by what you're describing, it, it's called uh, torque converter shutter is what it's called. Okay, and cool. uh, and we will... and we have had to pull it and put a torque converter in them to stop them completely, but a lot of times this this uh, shutter fix will stop it. And it and what it does, it makes your fluid real slick. I mean, it, it's kind of like Vaseline on your fingers. You can't pick up nothing when you get it on your fingers. I mean, oh, it, wow. it is real <laughs> slick. And and what it does, it just it puts a slick coating over the over the clutch bands inside the torque converter and makes it makes it stops it. Yeah, call Ryan over at Pinnacle and make an appointment. They'll take good care of you. Yeah, tell them Duck said hello when you see him. Yep. I will. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah, Ryan's good man. He's really done well as a bumper-to-bumper certified service center. And uh, he's over on Hinson Road now. 
Yes, he uh, moved from out where he was. Yeah, out there off. Well, of, you know, uh, he Cancer. bought out affordable. Yep. And yep. then he moved his whole operation over. He got a whole lot more room there, and he had he that does. place. And then he was trying to run both places, but he said he was spending so much time running between them that it what didn't make sense. Didn't make sense to do it. You can't nowadays. It's just too much trouble. Dave, read this guy about the Ford Luke, the two thousand and eight Ford. Okay, rack and pinion adjustment, screw dust cap. My truck has a black dust cap on the rack and pinion adjustment screw. How do I take it off without destroying it? If I do destroy it, what are the consequences? You got, uh, let me look at time here. You got about a minute and 10 seconds. It needs a rack and pinion put on that. It's non adjustable part. Okay, that's a pretty easy answer. Isn't yes, that? that's, that's a pretty I, easy I answer. I figured it, we, it would be quick to answer it. Uh, just put a rack and pinion on it. There's non adjustment. You can, if you know what you're doing, you can adjust it a little bit, but if it needs to be adjusted, it's wore out. All right, coming up tomorrow, Robert and uh, Chris will be on with me. Robert's talking about Chris Corbett. Robert will be talking about his uh, uh, time in front of the legislature, talking about this uh, endowed chair for Clinton today at 1 o'clock. I'm sure we'll hear all about that uh, tomorrow. And then uh, we'll also go, we're going to have, of course, Matt Smith on to tell you about the new movies that are opening this weekend so you could get out with your your special somebody and enjoy yourself duck thanks for coming in thank you if anybody out there needing a mechanics job give me a call all right he's looking for workers over at duck's garage i'm dave ellswick see you tomorrow 6 a.m Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.